Hello and welcome to the show with Mike and Jeremy. This is episode three. Are you eating your feelings? Enjoy the show. Computer. Hey, what do you know? Yeah, yeah, it was just a fun, fun morning trying to get going. Coffee. I almost spilled my coffee, and that's just straight sacrilege. Oh God. <laughs> so anyway. So yeah, I get up there, start making breakfast, get my breakfast made. My wife's trying to go out on a hike with her friends. So my son asks, can you make me some oatmeal of my mother or my wife? I'm going, yeah, that's just perfect timing. <laughs> and then Here, go ahead. Here's the packet and some hot water in a bowl. Have fun, kid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and then my mother, since got living with her, trying to help her around the house, it was like, She's having a fit cracking an egg at the on the on the stove, and I'm like, I'll go over and help her. And she's of course not happy, but she never is. Anyway. Gotta love life. Uh some days, yes. So what are you on? Like uh was that uh what mountain is that one? I'm not familiar with Colorado. That is Mount Wilson in the San Juan Mountains. Gorgeous. And we actually spent most of the day up there looking for mushroom hunters yesterday from Arizona. The psychedelic type or? No, actually, we've had some really late rainstorms and it's put down a lot of rain in the last month. Everywhere. Um, so they were actually hunting morels. Morels. Wow. And they had quite a haul. So they did really well. That's not illegal, is it? No, no, it's oh, okay. perfectly legal. <clears throat> Who knew? Yeah, right? Yeah, can you send some of the rain my direction, please? <laughs> Dude, it is. it has been absolutely amazing. But the problem is the first couple of storms we got a month ago, it put down two inches of rain in a couple hours, and the ground is so dry that it just runs downstream. Wow. So well, I guess that works. You're getting it. We're not. Rain's it's dry as a bone. Actually, excuse me. We had some water on the ground yesterday. And that was about it. And it lasted for about a second. So, yeah, that was joyous. I, I wouldn't even count that. <laughs> I wouldn't either. So it was just, yeah. We need the rain big time. So does so does that Dixie fire. I still can't believe how big that Dixie fire got. It's still going, right? Uh, fires, I know, yeah. The last time I saw it, it was 570,000 acres. <laughs> wow. I mean, it got up into uh, Lassen area, which is three, four hours from me. So, really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's spread. I don't know what it is. I mean, there can't be much of California left with the wildfires they've had over <laughs> five years. Uh, no, Lake County's on fire, which is about uh, an hour from here. They had a couple <laughs> of fires that they got out relatively quickly. Um, I'm just happy it's not in Santa Rosa and Sonoma County. I mean, not that I haven't don't have any sympathy for the people that are up in Dixie, but it was just nuts. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, so. Being on that search yesterday, that's something I'd like to, I didn't get a chance to put it on the spreadsheet, but I would like to touch on it. Sure. Um, this morning is, uh, 
like uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, just so you know, seven hundred and fourteen thousand two hundred nineteen acres, thousand square miles, and thirty six percent contained. Wow. <laughs> I guess you know what the status on it is. Why even count the containment at that point? I mean, I don't know. So feel free, mushrooms. Yeah, no, not even the mushrooms, but the uh, the these people have been up here camping for two weeks and failed to check in with their daughter <laughs> in Arizona. And now, granted, keep in mind, without giving too many details, this is a, a senior couple, well-to-do, and they know better. I, I would think so. And so I want to touch on like a, a GPS spot locator like I carry for search and rescue that you can actually send emails and texts via this. Oh, I think I've seen that too. You know, so that people can check in. Wow. It was so, a nice day for a drive. <laughs> well, yeah, I just imagine you go out there and your kid can't get a hold of you and you're going, uh, where are they? Yeah, they hadn't checked in since Monday. Uh and they were quite surprised when they walked back into camp and you see two guys, <laughs> two, you know, 260 pounds wandering around your campsite. Yeah, I can imagine uh, that being kind of a little uh, disheartening. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I even I didn't I know when we went on uh, camping that one week I was gone, I think. I called my sister when we got up there, just to let her know we got up there. I think I touched base with her once during the week, and that was about it. I was pre-cutting, trying to cut my finger off. And then yeah. uh, I called my mom the next morning just to let her know we got there, but it was that was like 9.30. I'm like, uh, you know what? We're here safe. I'm not going to wake somebody up at 9.30 at night. My sister knows yeah. we're here. <clears throat> so, yeah, checking in is a good thing, especially when you're – you know, an older couple, like, duh. And you're at 11,000 feet and you're from Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. Let's just say 4,000 feet. Yeah. Breathing old couple. Yeah. I can see that being a bad thing. Yeah. So now granted they're in a whole lot better shape than I am, but still. Yeah. That too leads into one of the things we need, we're going to talk about today. So, uh, so you saw part of the rundown. What would you like to touch on first? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hmm. You know, I don't know, Mike. Let's. Why don't you start it off, and we'll just kind of see, you know, the segues it transitions into. Perfect. Well, I think that one something that irked me to no end was having a parent knowing your child has COVID and you send them to school. Oh God. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I, I wasn't happy when I heard that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And my brain goes immediately to the law enforcement mode and going, that's either attempted murder on the light side or child endangerment on the lighter side. I'm going, what are you thinking? Yeah. And I, I work with a guy that, plays the COVID card every couple of months and puts everybody in a panic. And he did it last week and put me off work for three days and the entire crew off for three days. Jeez. Oh, 
that he had it, then his kid had it, taking home tests. And then I mentioned, now this is in a group text with my supervisors. And I called him out on it. You need to notify the school. Yeah. Made him feel like an ass. <laughs> you seem like the good person to do that. Card list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a Christmas card list. Well, I, I, you know, I remember as a kid, and you probably the same way, if you had something like you're sniffing or coughing or whatever, I didn't necessarily stay away from school. <clears throat> but no, I also I mean, was... We I talked also, last week about chicken pox parties. Oh, yeah. It's like, why? I mean, I, I even, I just didn't cough and sneeze on everybody. I walked away from somebody and, you know, sneezed or, you know, whatever. But it's just like, come on, guys, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Can you take your head out of your ass? Yeah. Well, I mean, I died once and my mother made me go to school. <laughs> I'm glad to see you back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just, I, I just, that's just upsetting to me. It's like, I even, you know, uh, one of the, one of my friends from work, uh, again, I don't throw beers back with them, but my son and his daughter hang out on, you know, whatever. And I'm like, great. They need the outlet. And, uh, I gather she, her school had a, a, a positive COVID test, but again, I don't know the details. It's none of my business. I know Miranda, or, sorry, shouldn't say names, but his daughter, uh, didn't, uh, have contact as far as I knew. Yeah. And my son doesn't have direct contact with her. So I'm, I know he's safe from that aspect, but uh, it was just one of those things. I'm going, okay, we know what's happening. What? I think in Georgia, they closed uh, 6,000 students were out of school because I closed them. I think is what I saw. Yep. Something like that. I'm just like, okay, guys, it's got to be the Southern States. I, I just don't get them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I have a lot of friends in the Southern States and we won't begin to talk about that. I, because I want to keep them as friends. Um, Smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I, have, I mean, you send your kids to school knowing that they have, I mean, yeah, when we grew up, it was a little different story, Mike, but knowing your kid has COVID and sending them to school at the very least, the parents should be taken out in the street and beaten with a rubber hose. As for yeah, that works. I'm a big fan of public caning. Um, Perfect. I, it's just, I, I mean, I'm speechless, which is really quite amazing. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I am too. But I, that just blew my mind. It was like, I, what was it? So everybody in my house except my boys are vaccinated, and then I know my daughter got had a positive test in her school and there was no, again, no contact with my daughter. So I know she's good. She's also vaccinated. She wears masks. The whole, you know, it does all she can really do. And, you know, we start talking back and forth and, you know, my mother again happened to be in the area in the room we were in and she's just like rolling her eyes, like thinks we should keep the kids out of school. I'm like, I can't do that. I, we can't homeschool them. My wife is a teacher. She has to go to school. I work at 4 a.m. in the morning. Nobody can be here. And, you know, and she is not going to be able to handle three at 82 years old. She's not going to be able to handle three kids. Um, no. So it's like I, I don't have a choice. 
but it was just frustrating when she's just the at rolling the eyes and the attitude is like, you need to pull the kids out. No, I don't have a nice day. Um, I mean, that wasn't disrespectful, but it's just like, they're my kids. I, I don't have a choice. So yeah, no, you can't keep them home from school. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's, it's, when it comes to sending your kid to school and they are knowingly positive, you, you, it's just, I mean, you need to have your parenting privileges revoked at that point. Uh, yeah, there's some people that shouldn't be parents, but (laughs) that's kind of everywhere in the world, not just here. Um, but yeah, that just, that just irritated me. And like you were literally, it's, it kind of gets back to the conversation we had last week. Oh, and by the way, I, Get me getting a computer fix. I'll get that episode up as soon as the computer comes up. I was so mad. I'm like, I get home. I'm going, looking at, why is my computer off? I'm like, CPU, CPU, overheat, over temperature, CPU. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and I just bought this thing like nine months ago. I'm going, luckily enough, they're replacing it under warranty. I just have to do the, the, uh, the mechanical part of it and replace it. But I was not happy having a brand new computer crash. No. Um, um, and if it's worse than that, I'll have to, I won't be able to find out until I can get it back together. But uh, it was just gets back to the conversation we had last week about vaccinations. It's like, I understand there's like in your, in your, you're not anti-vax. I mean, you're at least reasonable when it comes to getting a vaccine, but there's some people that are anti-vax and want to put their kids who have never been vaccinated to, you know, based on what the parents are saying, I don't want them near my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just plain and simple. I'm like, you're putting my kids in danger. It's not just yours. I'm like, if you want to keep, not vaccinate your kids, perfect. That's your choice for exemption. However you want to call it, don't endanger my kids. Because, yeah, I, you're, you and I are going to be at words and it's probably not going to be pretty words. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, the same thing you're putting my kid in danger you don't you don't expect other parents to be upset or at least want to throttle you just a little bit <laughs> a little bit you know I, uh, I again i'm speechless i mean i don't know what to say we have a lady in a local area here that when this first came out said that if she caught it she was going to keep it a secret and she was basically going to have a chicken pox party with it you know um She's also very, wow. she's kooky. Let's say that <laughs> politely. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. Oh, come on. Bat shit. Crazy. Doesn't fit. Nuttier than a porta potty at a peanut festival. Maybe. Um, I get <laughs> nuttier than squirrel shit. Uh, wow. You know, it's just, we avoid her like the plague. <laughs> Literally. No pun um. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was just, that was just, that was the, the, the tip of my day, uh, tip of my week, whatever you want to call it. But I was just, couldn't believe it. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it was just, just wow. I mean, so let's transition kind of the same thing. So I'm assuming you probably have military people in your family. I do. Um, dad and two brothers. Okay. So on that note, (laughs) 
I remember I, I follow the second amendment group on Facebook just for comic relief and go, okay, these people are idiots. Um, yeah. anyway, so there was a, uh, a post that came across and I'm like trying to figure this out. It was about Biden pulling all the soldiers out of Afghanistan, which I, you know, applaud and think it's a good idea, but these guys, I'm like, this is a gun forum, not a military type form. Anyway, I stuck my two cents in just for the hell of it. So it was basically they were saying every time a Democrat gets into office, and I don't care what your your, your party uh, <laughs> status is, but they go to war. I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm thinking back, I'm 47 years old. I've been in school in the 80s, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, Iran-Contra affair, well, oh, wait, that was Reagan, a Republican, uh, and then Bush just continued that, and then Clinton took over, and he had some skirmishes, but he literally tried to make a peaceful resolution to these skirmishes, and I think it was Africa was primary where his focus, like Mogadishu, that, you know, in that area over there, if I remember my history yeah. correctly, Absolutely. and then... Junior got Bush Jr. got in, and where'd we go? <laughs> right back to Afghanistan. That one, a handbasket. Um, uh, and and then Obama gets in, and he's you know starting to draw down over in Afghanistan, and you know this, that, or the other. And some guy piped back up, it's like, yeah, but who dropped the most bombs, Mike? Okay, I'll give him that. Obama dropped a few more bombs than you know what I would think about it, and then. You know, who's after, oh, Obama was what? Oh, dipshit Trump. Anyway, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and then he started the drawdown in Afghanistan, but people don't pay attention to that. They blame everything on Biden. It's like, and then some guy piped back at me and going, so you support Biden and his policies. I'm like, I didn't say that. I don't support Biden or his policies. I did, didn't want Trump. And then he they, they comes back. It's like, you know, I'm just tired of everybody putting the Republicans, you know, gun control, perfect example. Everybody putting the Republicans are all about <laughs> gun control and the Democrats want to take it. I'm like, um, dipshit, I'm a Democrat and I don't want to take your guns away. I mean, I, it, it's that simple for me. It's like, I'm just tired of everybody putting the lumping them all into all people into one. I, yes, we have a bunch of dumb shit Republicans in Congress, but then again, I hate all politicians, but you know, Republican, Democrat, independent, whatever. But I just was just irritated with them blaming Biden for what happened in Afghanistan. I'm like, it was bound to happen. It just happened quicker. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, I'm under the firm belief. I, I, like I said last week, I don't speak about politics or religion um, with friends and family. Uh, but I, I think politicians and diapers should be changed frequently and for the same reason. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> so, but I uh, just, wow. I mean, I understand people, politics is tough, but like, like you and I, like we said last week, my friend and I, my coworker and I, he, he's the same way. Like I said, you two would get along just awesomely. We can have a reasonable conversation and going, you're an ugly Republican. You're an ugly Democrat and your point, I'm ugly. What point do you, are you going to make something? I mean, come on. I yeah. mean, it, it's not that I, like I said, I don't know what your, your status is, as you're voting, but I don't care. We can have a conversation. Well, and you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I vote Republican. Um, 
I have regretted it in the past. Um, Same here. You know, but I follow a lot of the military groups and Second Amendment groups on Facebook. And to see the absolute hatred or name calling, it's funny because they, they, somebody brings up a valid point like you just did. And no matter which side they go right into, you know, like a, like a five-year-old, well, you're an ugly doo-doo stupid head. (laughs) Uh Fight me on this. I mean, tell me, convince me of your reasoning, your belief. And, and this can go from politics right back into COVID. I mean, you know, um, it's the hatred and just nonsensical ramblings from some of these people. Oh, absolutely. And nonsensical ramblings. That is an excellent way to say it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like, I don't, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I look at, you know, the sad part is I don't know if you ever, have the incredible urge or lack thereof to look up the definition of Republican and Democrat. They're pretty close. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, seriously, they're pretty close in definition. And I think people have lost that. You know, and, and I get people try and pull me into these conversations at work and I, I drift real easy when it comes to that. You know, you know, well, I think the Republicans and I think the Democrats and I just look at it and say, I like Fruit Loops. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, or, you know, they try and rope you into these conversations and I'll yell out something, you know, completely, you know, nonsensical, like banana hammock. (laughs) And it it, it causes their brain to skip long enough, like a record that I can turn and walk away. Oh yeah, they go. What? They have to, they have yeah. to kind of going. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of us modern 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 day adults recognize the CD skip. You and I remember the record skip. Yes, or <laughs> oh, like oh crap, <laughs> there went that record. Yeah. I wanted to do that to a few of them. Like, yeah, it, no it's a small world. I wanted to throw that thing across the room. I still have the record of that. Believe it or not, I have an Anna record player. Believe that too. I, I mean, think about when I know scary and it's not a USB one. It actually plugs into a, uh, the, 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 these things they call tuners. <laughs> Sorry. Dating myself. No, that's, I, I grew up listening to three dog night on. Oh, there we uh, go. Track and, and the William tell overture on record. Oh, there you go. Yeah. My first album I ever bought was uh, poison. Look what the cat dragged in on a record. Oh, wow. You still have it? Oh, God, I wish I'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, I was just ready to say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it also, I mean, it's funny. I remember, you know, talking, you know, unfortunately, politics. And I, like I said, I remember our, our dinner conversations can vary from, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll to, you know, you know, politics. But I remember sitting back and how how kids are like a sponge and they suck in the information their parents and you know hatred whatever 
And my son, Nathan, he'll, he'll, I'll bring him in one of these days. I'm not, uh, he, I remember him asking me, he just, he hated Trump because we did. And he just saw the crap that just you see on Facebook or not Facebook, but, uh, you see all the YouTube videos and I don't, I don't hide anything from my kids. What's the point. They're going to find out one way or the other. You know, I just wanted to make sure they have, you know, nowhere to go get the correct information. Yeah. Or excuse me nowadays. I don't know if you can really call correct information, correct information, but uh, it was just, you know, his, he at least was reasonable to have a conversation. And I don't know if he brings it up in school. If he does, uh, I don't know about it, but you know, at least he's got parents that are willing to talk about it. I mean, that's, and he, he's got an inquisitive mind, which just blows my mind on how he uh, does stuff. But, um, you know, kids are sponges. My son, my other son, he could care less. I mean, he's off in his own little world, building Legos, you know, watching Roblox or whatever, or playing Roblox. And my daughter didn't really want to talk about it because she has no interest in it, which, you know, I understand, but she's more affected because she's older and living in this crap and paying more attention because she's learning about it in school. So I, you know, my, the only child I have living at home still is my 15 year old daughter um, going on 30 and (laughs) they really are sponges. And I see it in the local kids and their parents. I mean, they are, when it comes to political opinions, second amendment opinions, um, the kid is the spitting image of their parent and they haven't learned it on their own. They've, uh-uh. it's almost like it's bred into them, you know, to be hateful. Oh yeah. Angry. Well, you know, you and I have a conversation. We vote different sides of the party line. That's fine. I respect you for that. You respect me for that. Oh, absolutely. Um, these kids are, and and their parents, I vote Republican. If you don't, you need to be murdered. Yeah. Or vice versa. You know, I do know some very few um, hardcore Democratic parents and their kids are the same way. You need to vote this way or you should be killed. Yeah, no, I... I'm open. It's an open conversation. It's like, you, you got a question, ask it. I'll give you my opinion. You make your own opinion. Yeah. Um, well, it's the same thing. It comes up and you know, like my coworker, it comes up, you know, you, you put it succinctly where, you know, <sighs> topics for a later show, but you know, racism is one thing that is, it's not, you're not born a racist. I mean, your parents and the, their surroundings are, what give you those opinions and i you know i've always ascribed to the thing that's like i'm not racist i hate everybody equally and people kind of look at me going what like i don't i i conversation again at at the dinner table he one of my sons was having problem with a kid in school and i asked him a question it's like so do you dislike this person because of his skin color or because of his attitude kind of took a second to kind of like processing. I could see the gears going and, yeah. uh, and he finally said it's because of his attitude. I'm like, exactly. I don't care what your skin color. You could be pink with purple polka dots. As far as I care, if you've got a shitty attitude and think everybody should respect you because of that attitude, 
go fuck yourself. Sorry. Yeah. But if it's to be, I mean, I know this, we try to not swear too much, but it's like, it's literally how I feel. So these people, it's not learned or it's, it's a learned behavior. It's not a, uh, a born into, I mean, you're born into it by virtue of being born, being born, but it's a top behavior. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I was, you know, I haven't spoken to my parents in almost eight years due to the fact that they are vile, venomous. And now that I look back on it, very racist people. And they go to church every Sunday uh-huh. and, you know, two-faced. And it really took my wife beating it into my head that, yeah, they're really rather hateful and racist. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not openly burning a flag racist, you know, it's, or burning a cross racist, excuse me. It's yeah. Don't do that. Flag flag burning is a bit bit on the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not so much undercover as it is backhanded and two faced. Oh wow! You know, and I, I, I just I had to quit speaking to them. I was I'm a better person for it. You know, and my kids aren't racist. Um, my daughter just spent two weeks on a road trip with a lady going to Louisiana and back and discovered what true racism is. Oh, down in that area. Never been to Louisiana, but I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, and homophobia, the, oh, the wow. racism and homophobia just blew my daughter's mind from the person she was traveling with. Yeah. Senator San Francisco, you'll have another eye opening experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> Sorry, joking aside, and again, I'm not homophobic by any stretch. I'm like, we show PDA, you know, a heterosexual couple shows PDAs in public. The Castro District in San Francisco, which I'm pretty sure you've heard of, rainbows and lollipops. I remember yep. going to lunch at a uh, a uh, burrito joint, and I'm sitting there minding my own business, and this beefy subject of a man was just staring at me. I'm going... I didn't react to him, but yeah, if, uh, that area, uh, yeah, he was, I don't care. I, we, we, we've been doing it for years. If you want to be that way, great. Be that way. I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I, 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 have, I have extended family that, that are gay. I have relatives, you know, through marriage that are gay, close friends that are gay that I've worked with and have attended my wedding and, you know, even even close friends that I've worked with that have become expatriates and moved to like New Zealand. Oh, wow. And as a matter of fact, he was a very good friend of mine. I worked with him for a couple of years and he's actually Mr. Bear New Zealand now. Uh, which is kind of like their equivalent of Miss America. For ah, the thank you. <laughs> Trying to get yep, the reference. Uh, I guess a bear in 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 the gay world is a large beefy yes bearded you know and my wife and i actually stayed at a hotel and they had a bear convention okay. and it was a hoot oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, hey, honestly in my job as an installer i remember our primary our primary install base is down in san francisco and i remember going into some a you know gay man's house or a gay couple's house and they are some of the nicest 
most put together and you know well kept homes I have ever been in, and, it, and you know, most hospitable. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I remember going into one and they had uh, they were <laughs> they were flamboyantly gay because they had nothing but rainbow colored dildos and pictures all over their walls. I'm going, alrighty. <laughs> Didn't face me in the least. Uh, it was eye opening experience. But you know, I was even the best man at one of my uh, girlfriend's wedding, and she got married to her her well now ex wife. But uh, wonder if that was because of me. But oh well, I, I didn't care. She asked me, I did. I'm like, fine. And see, I'm a non denominational minister. I it's something I do in my spare time, and I've made it very clear on my Facebook page um, that. I don't care. As long as you love somebody, sexual orientation, race, age should not matter. Mm -mm. And, and I fully support them. Yeah. And I, I will fight to my dying breath. your right to what you want. Yeah. As it should be. I mean, I don't see why people are hate everybody. I have family members that are like, well, as long as they keep it over there and don't force it down my throat. I've hung out with lots of gay people. Not once has any, yeah, not once has any of them come up to me and said, Hey, um, I'm going to trap you in a closet. They don't force it down my throat. Now, granted, they're allowed to have their gay pride parades. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than a gay pride parade. As far as I'm concerned, you want to see a happy group of people. Uh, well, I've seen them. They have them here in San Francisco. I've been in the middle of one that was working of course, but I'm like, Okay. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry. I, you, I just finally clicked on you mentioned banana hammock earlier. And I just remember the first year I went to the Reno Santa crawl, which is a pub crawl. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm probably a couple, three drinks in and I see this guy buck ass naked, wear nothing but a banana hammock. I'm looking at him going, it's like 20 degrees outside. I'm going, you just can't unsee that. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a that's an image that you don't want in your head. Um, mm. <laughs> it's seared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, so. and that's a great segue into whiskey. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's on my yeah. We have that on that list too. So, <laughs> thank you. There we go. Whiskey uh, will help erase that, or at least numb the pain from that picture. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, so one of the things that just came up in my wonderful world. To get on kind of a, a you know, like a note that you and I are kind of one mental health, but uh, recently I haven't been fully diagnosed, but I got some blood work done, and yeah, I was on the verge of a heart attack, Ooh. literally. Uh, diabetes. I'm I'm screwed in more ways than one because my grandmother on my dad's side had type two, and my father had type two. And I've been struggling my whole life not to go down that route. And look what happened. So anyway, yeah, the limited experience I have so far is my triglycerides were at 745 when they should be below 200. Yeah. So I'm fucked unless I change my diet. So I'm going to go the whole 30. I was talking to my sister about it. And she kind of wanted to throttle me when I told her what my triglycerides were. And she's like, "Uh, I got it. I know what's going on. I'm going to take care of it. I'm not going to, I want to be around for my kids. Um, My doctor who (laughs) 
I finally found a doctor that she's a kick in the pants and she is probably shorter than five foot tall and carries a big stick. Good. Yeah. That's what my sister said too. <laughs> but you know, she and I, again, we're having a reasonable conversation. She's dead serious. And, but she also puts, she doesn't shove, you need to take medication down your throat, which was awesome. I have had doctors in the past here, take two of these and call me in the morning. What are they cookies? I mean, I don't, I don't want to just shove my body full one. Your liver can't process that many pills. You know, if you start getting to that point, it just starts killing, it's killing your liver. So we talked to her and I said, or I talked to her and I said, go, I want to try and do it with diet. I don't want to take medication. That is a last resort for me. I don't even take pain meds if I don't need to. I uh, mean, leave is about the extent of it. And I don't even take that. Um, so my sister recommended the whole 30 diet, which is cutting all sugars out, all added sugars. So, and I've looked at some of these, there's a, a book. I'll have to find the title and what it is, but it's like a, a cooking cookbook for whole 30, which is, and they got some pretty good looking stuff in this book, but they cut out sugar. They trade butter for this stuff called ghee, which is uh, expensive. It's called ghee. It's just clar- uh, clarified butter. It just doesn't have the, the uh, dairy aspect to it. Okay. Um, but it's still butter. Um, but, you know, it's stuff I got to try because, you know, like I said, I want to be around for a little bit longer. And my wife said she wants to keep me around for at least 30 years. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what she's getting into. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but, you know, diabetes is, you know, present and the pandemic hasn't helped any anything. I, I think uh, I haven't talked to him. Uh, I've got to reach out to him. The uh, the daughter I told you about of the friend of mine, he, I think, got diagnosed with it, but I haven't talked to him. I haven't had the the time and haven't had to figure out how to approach him other than bluntly. Um, but I think he's got it and he's he's not exactly small. I mean, he's a he's a little bit, he's bigger than I am. He probably outweighs me by about 20 pounds and I'm, so I'm about 225. So, um, and he's younger than I am, which is, that's what kills me. He's probably a good 10 years younger than I am. Wow. So, uh, I have to reach out to him and see how he's, he's doing. Um, but you know, men we're getting, we're getting up there. I mean, I'm closer to 50 than you are, but you know, it just the fact of get yourself tested, see if what happens, you don't want to, you know, if you're, you know, no offense, but if you're smoking, stop. If you're drinking, damn it, you have to stop. Anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're pre-diabetic. Um, I work with a couple of guys that are that way and <clears throat> they've done their best to, to change it. Um, guys, you know, it's, it's our metabolisms are slowing down. I, you know, 25 years old, I could pound a 12 pack and eat two pizzas and be golden. And somebody told me one day your metabolism is going to catch up with you. And you're not up with you. Whatever old guy. Um, (laughs) I I hit 40 and my check engine light came on. And so I covered it with a piece of tape like I would in my car. And I continued on and the knocking and hobbling started getting worse and worse. (laughs) Yeah. So... And, and that's just it. It is my metabolism hasn't stopped, but you know, I started running. My son is, can we go running? Yeah. <laughs> so he's active. He's got me running. It's like, yeah, you're leading. So I can try and catch up to you and kick you. Um, anyway, did I say that out loud? Yeah. yeah. 
But see, um, I don't, I don't really need to exercise um, in my off hours because I get plenty of exercise at work, flying off the handle and jumping to conclusions. So <laughs> that doesn't count. Oh crap! Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> then I guess I better start exercising. No, I've actually cut back on on the fried foods. I was bad for eating fried foods every day because of my job you know, oh, yeah. where before I transferred positions and promoted, um, you know, it was a biscuit sandwich or burrito for breakfast every day, then chicken wings or chicken tenders or fried mushrooms or fried green beans or yeah, everything fried. Fried is one of my food groups. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, I'm glad that you caught it now, Mike. And oh yeah. Encourage everybody to hey, stop and take a look. Go in, get tested. I have to get tested every two years, regardless because of my commercial driver's license. I have to have a you know a, a DOT physical. Yeah, same here. So, well, you know, so I mean, it's it's as we get older, we need to start looking at this stuff. I'm not looking forward to certain things that happen in the next couple of years. Um, regular prostate exams, colonoscopies. Yeah, they, uh, I, I believe I had a, my sensei, one of my senseis actually got just recently tested for, uh, colon cancer. And I'm like, everything's still working. I yeah, I don't really want to get tested, but it's something my wife is probably, you need to get tested. Yes, dear. Well, and, and you know, I'm only 44, Mike, but I've had several cases that put me down of, of, Oh, uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. It's a, uh, uh, inflammation of the colon. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but, uh, and that concerns me. Yeah. Diverticulitis. Oh yeah. For my coworker, coworkers has that. And it, he was down for, I think he was down for about a week, maybe two with it. Yeah. Well, I found my trigger is sunflower seeds. Um, <laughs> well, at least you found it. Yeah. Um, and the last case I had was several years ago and I went into the doctor afterwards and she said that if I would have come in the hospital when it was going on, they probably would have admitted me because I mean, I was running a fever. They said that it very possibly could have ruptured. Jeez. And so I'm, I'm looking at, colonoscopies because i have a severe fear that and colon cancer is not a way to go i mean no cancer is no. preferable but colon cancer i think is probably one of the worst for a man well yeah considering everything has to come out one direction <laughs> yeah so that's that's a major concern of mine um you know guys suck it up and get tested you just need to do it yeah mental just in health in general i mean you're obviously we're not teenagers anymore but um I like to consider, even my doc said, you're, you're, you're 47 and you're still healthy. I'm like, I know I, I don't, you know, I, I think we had a spat and like, you'd go fried food. I remember <clears throat> me and my coworker would go to Chick-fil-A and thinking, oh, it's chicken, but it's like, it's the buns that are sweet. It's the, you know, it's fried chicken and not extremely fried chicken, but breaded chicken. And it, it's, you know, it's heated, but we were eating that like constantly for a good two, three months straight. And it's like, 
I finally, and it's funny, I took, was eating it. I would just usually typically get like the uh, tater tots and the coffee from there. Mm -hmm. So I was eating that. And then I took a week off just for uh, sanity, because if I didn't, I would have probably gone off the deep end. Um, And I got back and I ordered the same thing. I've been doing it for, I got sick. I'm not, not mm-hmm. throwing up sick, but the, the, um, lower the t- gastrointestinal disorder. Yeah. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't tolerate him anymore. So I'm like, okay, that's out. Uh, I, I can't even go into McDonald's or Burger King without getting just the smell alone just turns my stomach. I can't do it. So and if you can get away from that stuff for, you know, my lovely wife has convinced me of this and shown me the the path, which I don't walk on very often. Um, <laughs> I'll tell her to body, kick your butt. Yeah. Your body's addicted to this stuff. Yeah. And if you don't, I didn't believe her and I didn't, you know, because of my job, I travel a lot and I was eating out a lot. And then I got to the point where I wouldn't eat this stuff for a couple of weeks and I would go back and suddenly I was not feeling well after eating it. And it, you know, the light bulb came on, albeit dim. Um, I realized, yeah, she's, she's right. Yeah. So this stuff is bad for you. I mean, once, once in a, once a month, it's not bad, but. I can't even do it once a month now. I was eating, I was eating Burger King, Arby's, McDonald's, you know, fast food every day, eight days a week. And, and that's because my schedule was an eight on six off. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and then on top of that, you know, you quit eating it and look at the money you save. Money you save and the weight you lose. That's happened to me because yeah. I, I was doing uh, patrol. I was doing security trying to get into law enforcement a few years back and I was doing graveyard. So it's you're like 10 to six, you know, five to one kind of, you know, depending on what shift I got. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's out there? You've got you know, McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell is probably the healthier of the three options, but still. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was just literally, and I remember, you know, my buddy who lives in Florida, he was my coworker and I'd be, you know, talking on the phone, bitch moaning, complaining, however you want to do a typical coworker shit. Um, and I would hear him go to McDonald's or Burger King, whatever it is, order like the Big Mac fries and then a Diet Coke. I'm going, dude, that Diet Coke ain't going to help you. <laughs> That's not the way it works. Drinking a Diet Coke. No, Diet Coke's worse for you than regular. And now he's, yeah. he's got diabetes in Florida and he, he, it, he got shocked. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. After finding that out, I'm like, dude, you're and. Yeah. He was former military and, you know, ever this, that, and the other, I'm like, okay. I mean, at least you, at least you caught it again. He's, I think your age. I mean, he's, he's not as old as uh, I am, but he's close to your age. And it's like, okay. He's got a wife, daughter, like you might want to stick around for that. But, uh, it was I just come one of the family that's morbidly obese. Oh, wow. So, um, all my dad's side of the family, my mom, well, my mom's side of the family lucked out. They were all alcoholics. Um, my, dad's <laughs> my dad's side of the family is all morbidly obese. My parents are morbidly obese. My dad's had gastric bypass twice. Um, oh, you know, now he's on home dialysis. He had four heart attacks in the course of 18 months. You know, I, 
I really need to start changing because I want to be here to pester my kids. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, please do. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a, it's a bitch finding new co-hosts. So please take care of yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this is something we need to, we need to really look at. And, you know, unfortunately they don't make it easy. A mm-hmm. bottle of water, you, you can get any size soda at any of these fast food joints for 99 cents. Yeah. Bottle, bottle of water is two bucks. Yeah. Um, you can get a Big Mac. Well, Burger King, excuse me, we probably shouldn't use names, but there is a fast food retailer that has a deal, you know, any two sandwiches and two large fries and two large Cokes for 10 bucks. The same place you try and order a salad, that salad's six. Oh yeah. They don't make it easy I mean, just to, to eat, eat healthy costs more. Yeah. So I mean, world we live in. Yeah, it's messed up, bud. Yeah, we, well, we I just, just need to keep me on this. It was funny. I remember back in high school, my uh, French teacher. Yes, I took French, not Spanish. Stupid me, living in California. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a good it does me now. Uh, anyway, but she remember she told us a story where she went over to France. Uh, you know, obviously French teacher, France, go visit, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she came across these two people and they were not small and she goes from america right both nodded their heads where because most french people that i have met are they're healthy they're you know good healthy weight and they just eat better i don't know why america has to be a bunch of freaking dipshits out there sorry but it's just like you look at french cuisine and they cook with a lot of fat and a lot of butter yeah and but they have something that not a lot of americans have and that's called self-control they eat it in moderation yes they're not going to go out and pound two big macs and two large fries and a diet coke no we do that and and they have according to my wife they have instead of three meals a day like we have, which is four or five, six thousand calories per meal for us, they have several small meals yes. throughout the day. And oh, yeah. everything in moderation. We don't do that. We are also in a lifestyle where it's running and gunning constantly. Yeah, that's part of it. And like I think was it uh not just Spain, I think it is. I think a couple countries, France might be one of them too, where uh they have siestas. They they literally take in the middle of their workday, they take two, three, four hours and relax. Mm-hmm. I, I we there's a I know there's a movement in uh in the United States, and my laptop's gonna die. Oh well. Um in the United States where they're trying to work towards a four-day work week. Mm-hmm. So you do you still get paid the same as a five-day work week but you've got that four days and then you get three off and corporate America has been fighting it for years. Law enforcement at least has got it. They do four on three off and three on four off on a lot of agencies. So they have that, you know, that, that we schedule waiver. And I just wish they, you know, corporate America would, you know, get a clue. Well, and, and I work in the summer, I work four tens and in the winter go to five eights. Okay. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. 
you know, and yeah, that's great. I love the three day work, the three day weekends. But again, what people don't understand is you're the longer you work a shift during a day, the worse you're going to start eating. Yes. You know, um, I know there's some major corporations based out of California, Google, they give you a break during the day. Look yes. at Japan. Japan actually has napping booths in some of their companies. Uh-huh. You know, we treat ourselves. We are horrible when it comes to our work schedule and our diets. It is go, 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 go. And then on the weekend, it's go, 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 go. And let's eat piss poor the rest of our lives. And we're dead by 55. And they just replace us with meat and a seat. <laughs> yeah, they replace us relatively easily. Uh, but yeah, that's just, I, healthy is just, you know, we want to be around for our kids. I want to, like you, I want to torment my children. That way I can, yeah. you know, sugar, sugar their kids up and send them back. Um, yeah, <laughs> here, exactly. they're yours. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel the same way. We just have to take care of ourselves and they make it so damn difficult when it comes to eating healthy and treating ourselves right. Like I said, you can get a cheeseburger for a buck, but a salad at the same joint is going to cost you five. Yeah, if it's I'm not a very big salad. Yeah, and I don't want to sit on the side of the road and eat a salad. I'd rather be able to drive and continue my workday by stuffing a greasy cheeseburger down my food hole. And I just lost my camera. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, that I sucks. All day. Um, <laughs> my camera got too hot. It's fine. I'm letting it cool off. I can still do the it's audio mostly. But anyway, uh, well, that's just it. It's like, can we just eat healthy? please. I mean, it's just really, that's all I want. I'll let that turn cool down for a little bit. Um, and if they could make healthy taste good, it would be easier. Yeah. Well, I thought that's a, the thing I was talking with the doc about, uh, you know, salads. That's the biggest challenge for me is I can't just eat plain salad. I got to have some kind of like flavored, like salad dressing, and that's got a ton of sugar in it. I mean, if I, if that's one thing I'm going to try and, you know, I'm going to end up cheating on this one whole 30 thing is salad dressing. I can't eat salad without it. Um, yep. but if that's the only time I can do it, we're good. Um, but so on the other note, I think we beat that one, you know, men's health and, you know, in general, this one, I think you and I are both kind of back on it. So back when we first started being a co-host together, you brought up mental health. So yeah, I, I can't, I, I follow these dads group and I, I look at it two ways and I, I don't want to be so such a, a pessimist, but I see these guys struggling and they've got, you know, the latest one I saw was they have no friends. I'm going, okay, either you're traveling in the wrong circles or you can't just reach out and talk to people. I mean, yeah. having a, a friend group is will make things a little bit easier because you have somebody to you know to talk to to decompress with like in my case i have oh good god how long we've we known each other one guy i've known for probably close to almost 35 years if not longer so we, mm -hmm. we went to junior high school together so that's how long we've known each other wow so I don't know how many people in this world can say they've known each somebody for 35 years and they're still friends. 
Not a lot, man. Uh, and then, you know, the other one, you know, my buddy, you know, that we've known mutually together. I've known him for close to 20 and, you know, we've known each other over 10 years. Just let's put it that way. We play mm-hmm. poker together. It's we bitch, moan, complain, vent, vent about our wives or lives, you know, however you want to look at it. And I look at mental health and some of these guys are, are struggling. And, you know, I've, I took your advice. I reached out to a couple of my friends here um, that were kind of going through one's going through a divorce now and trying to sell their, you know, their condo. Um, and I just reached out to see how they were doing. You know, he's a little on the uh, odd size. He <laughs> not going to name names, but he was on the same path I was. He went to the police academy, you know, and this, that, or the other. You know, got he was a marine. He was a marine. I don't ever say former marine because I get yelled at. Um, yeah, no, don't ever say former. Um, but he was a marine, still is, uh, and you know. I don't know what possessed him to do that, but he was on the right track, you know, in background with some of these agencies. And then he committed check fraud. I'm like, you dumbass. <laughs> like, really? You were on the yeah. track for law enforcement and you committed check fraud. There goes your future career hopes. I'm like, Oh my God. Really? Um, anyway, Uh, and then now he is, you know, he's been, he's become successful. He kind (laughs) of really odd. He switched over to, he's been a strong proponent of, uh, the DCC, which I think just passed like, the something cannabis coalition or something like that out here. I don't know if it's nationwide, but he's Mm -hmm. been pushing that he works at a dispensary and this side of the other. So it's kind of like, he's gone from going to law enforcement to kind of going full swing pendulum to the other side. Um, like, okay. But either way, mental health is still out there, and I still don't see anything from our politicians going, hey, we need to do something about this. Why can we not do something about this? Um, they have, but, their, they have their, their priorities and concerns in the wrong area, Mike. Yeah. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. That's why we need to step up and help each other because there's nobody going to help us. Yeah, no, there's not. So, and then, like I said, I, I definitely took your advice and reached out. Um, uh, what happened to the guy in Dublin? Did you still contact with him? Yeah. Um, talk to him once a week. He's doing better. He has reached out for some help locally. Um, he's every time we, we talk, I just reach out and say, you know, just doing a buddy check, see how you're doing. And, um, he thanks me for putting it out there. Cause he was, and he'll admit he was in a very dark place. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I reach out to him. There's a couple other guys I reach out to just to check on. And I'm confident that they're in a better place. They just didn't see another option. Yeah. Well, he and had kids he, too, right? What's that? He had kids too, correct? Yeah. Okay. And you know, they, the stigma is we are too tough, too strong. We need to chew it back and keep going. Eventually you're going to have to let it out. And these oh, guys yeah. didn't do their option. Yeah. That's kind of, that's why I like the outlets. This, what we're doing today is an outlet, you know, my karate is an outlet. It's kind of fun letting, you know, letting kids try and beat upon me. Um, <laughs> I, I usually let the younger ones do it just so they can get an active hitting something or somebody in this case. But, uh, 
but yeah, they that that's the one thing I, you know, uh, that same friend I just mentioned, you know, I've known God. I've basically known him as long as his kids have been alive because I've known him when he, his wife, his then wife was pregnant with both their kids. So I've known him a while. And Ooh. I think he's gone, he's gone a little bit further than I would have liked him to do because he has kids. They're both close to 18. So I can understand where his mindset might be a little mm-hmm. is he went to the motorcycle training did it correctly. I mean, he went through the motorcycle training course out in uh, California and I'm like, okay, dude, you have two kids close to 18. If not 18, you are riding a bike that somebody doesn't care about on the road. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to look out for it. You have to be aware of them. It's like, I'm like, you're kind of doing some extreme behavior. And I've just, I've kind of waiting for the opportunity. He hasn't got a bike yet, which is a good thing. But I think he may be going a little bit, you know, kind of on the extreme side. But, you know, it's his life, but I've got to try and keep him from, you know, ending it. Yeah. Prematurely, not by, you know, mental health or otherwise, but just, you know, I wouldn't say reckless, but reckless seems to be the best word, appropriate word, somewhat reckless behavior. You know, you don't go, you know, I, I only went through training for my motorcycle license because the security company I was working for paid for it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, great. I get a free license. Awesome. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, it's just, you know, I, some people have different outlets. This may be an outlet for him. If he's safe, perfect. He wears a helmet and gear. Perfect. I mean, yeah. use that as an outlet. I, I, but I don't know if he has any other, you know, outlets as a felon. I don't, I don't know if he got that done. He can't go shooting cause he can't be in possession of a gun. Yep. I don't, like I said, I don't know that for a fact. I, I kind of lost touch with him for a little bit um, just because of life. And I talked to his, his ex-wife and, you know, uh, and then whatever, we're still friends. I wouldn't turn him away, if, you know, from coming to my house, but yeah, but you know, still the stigma is there, you know, we're by no stretch, any mental health experts, we can just, you know, tell somebody or suggest that somebody goes and gets, gets the help. But I, yeah, like I said, I felt, you know, I took your advice. I reached out to people and then just to see, you know, if, uh, you know, Hey, my camera's back. There it goes. Um, hopefully, Hey, we're back. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was just one of those things. I was like, okay, dude, y- you, you gotta get the help. I mean, there's financial problems out there. And that's what a lot of the, the things are saying they're at their wits end. I'm going, you know, a personal thing is, I don't know if I mentioned it before is I felt, even though my wife mentioned that she didn't feel like it, my wife was saying we were fine. I felt our marriage going downhill because of my job. And then it was just because we were, I wasn't seeing her. I wasn't seeing her, my kids. I'm literally working so many hours, you know, 10, 12, 14 hour days. I'm lucky to kiss them, you know, and hug them at night. And I felt us going down a path that's like, okay, this isn't, we got to do something. Luckily enough, I recognize that. I'm like, I have to get out of this particular part of my job. And then I transitioned over where I'm at now, which the stress level went from here to here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, I can honestly say I don't have lifelong friends, um, moving around a lot as a kid and as an adult, um, 
but the friendships I have formed in the last 15, 16 years since settling where I'm at are strong ones. I do have acquaintances that I went to school with years ago that I still talk to, you know, even the guys I work with that a couple of them, I consider, you know, close friends. Um, If I don't see him for a couple of days, I reach out, you know, just, just check on, just check on them, you know, you know, and, and what I like to do is I, I smile at random people. You can get in trouble for that some places. <laughs> some places, but you never know whose day you're going to change. Oh yeah, you know, um, putting it out there on on that Facebook page, the guy reached out to me. He was, it was his. I firmly believe it was his last cry for help. Yeah. So reach out, and I'm I'm glad you have, man. That I mean that that makes me feel good that at least somebody listened to me. God knows my kids don't. Um, Sounds like a theme. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That is bred into them. I'm telling you. Um, Mental health for fathers, for men in general, like I said earlier, the stigma is we are too tough. We, we take everybody's problems, our wives, our kids, you know, and we try and solve them. One thing we're not doing is solving our own. Yeah, no, that's just it. My doc even pointed that out point blank to me. The you know when I talked during, uh, you know, going back to the the diabetes kind of check is you know I told her I said look I don't when I my dad had it worse than I did. He had his gallbladder removed, so he couldn't digest the fats and cheeses and stuff. I love cheese. I can't have the willpower like you mentioned earlier. I can cut it out. I don't need the cheese. It adds extra flavor, but mm-hmm. I can deal with it. Uh, or deal without it in this case. But, you know, I told her, I said, I don't want to do that to my kids. It's like, I don't want to go, you know, to the extreme of powdered butter, the stuff called butter buds. It's like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to remove all that stuff from my kids. I know one of my sons, he's headed down a path that I have to cut out, forcibly cut out the, the amount of packaged stuff we have. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it killed me the other day and I'm looking at him. I get home, you know, he, he had a rice krispie treat in school lunch. Okay, perfect. You, you can burn that kind of sugar off. He gets home. I walk in the door and there's two rice krispie treats. And then he went after a bowl of rice, you know, uh, cocoa puffs and, and the sh- milk and sugar. I'm like, no, no more. We're done. You're, you're yeah. not going to do this. Um, you know, and I kept on telling myself, you know, poorly, is, you know, he's a kid, he'll burn it off. Well, he eats and then he sits on his iPad. I'm like, okay, you're done. <laughs> yeah, no, sedentary lifestyles are bad, especially if you're yeah. eating. No, no, I shouldn't say that. Sedentary lifestyles are okay. It's the diet combined with the sedentary lifestyle is deadly. Yeah. So I got to fix that. And by virtue of me doing what I'm doing on this, you know, this not, I don't, I don't want to use the word diet because I hate that word. Because a diet, like you mentioned it earlier, French people, they eat in moderation. And even talking to my doc, it's like, I don't, you know, it's not, the diets suck because they either are too restrictive or too complicated to figure out. It's like, it's not the diet. It's not what you eat. It's how much of you, how much of what you eat that you eat. I mean, uh, so, and she agreed. And I'm like, okay, I can cut back, you know, my stuff. Like yesterday, I, you know, one taco instead of two or three. 
you know, yeah. it, uh, stuff like that. But, you know, getting back to the mental health, it needs to be out there. And I, I, I'm not financially able to kind of do anything to get out there. I can just be out there as a, you know, a reach out point, like, Hey, reach out to me if you need to talk. Um, I I know when my boss died just recently, everybody handles death of somebody they know differently. Like in my case, you know, I was five years old when my uh, grandmother died. I was six or seven, I think when, her husband, my grandfather died. And I, as a kid, you shouldn't have to deal with that in my view, but it, it happens. I, my dad was older when I was born. Uh, yeah. but I deal with death. And like, it finally, it didn't hit me when that guy died. I think I mentioned it until after I got home and hugged my kids and going, Holy shit, I won't see this man again. He yeah. wasn't somebody else. throw beers back. He wasn't somebody that I hung out with, you know, we talk construction. We gave each other shit at the yard. That that's the, the extent of it, but you know, I can't have that interaction with that person anymore. So again, taking your advice, my soup, my, my supervisor, supervisor and his supervisor, I both reached out, you know, and go, Hey, how you doing? I mean, and it, you know, they, one was kind of non-communicative, but he did reach out, said he was fine. You know, the other one said the same thing. I went home and hugged my kids, you know, it was at least out there. And I told the, my the top supervisor going, Hey, if you need somebody to talk to reach out. I'm not going to turn you away. And he and I have an odd working relationship, but it's a good odd, not a bad one. Um, but it just, just a mere putting yourself out there. You know, the one thing as far as like what you do in your free time is your, uh, the minister thing. I have been very anti-religious in the, you know, my background is Jewish but in the Jewish family, the mother picks the religion. Yeah. Well, she never, my mother said, choose your own. Perfect. I've been in, I've been in synagogues and, you know, this, that, the other, and I don't meet, I jokingly somewhat, but I go into church and I had need a fire suit. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's just, sorry for those religious people. I apologize. Uh, but that's just, that's just my take. I, I don't, I, I actually offended somebody in a Facebook group. The, one of the father's ones going, I don't need a sky wizard to direct me into what I need to do. No. Um, and it's just, I just, this guy just was like, I don't believe you just said that. I'm like, sorry. I tell it how it is. Um, yeah. But, you know, and even in, I've been fighting something internally with me, and maybe you can give me some advice. There's a couple places around here, and I've been to these particular facilities that I, I feel some days that I'm missing something, not at home, not family, just something outside of work and family. And the only thing that comes to mind is religion. And it's an internal fight that I've been fighting for years. And it's, you know, if you know these men that need the help, it, maybe religion might be an option if they're not already there. Or yeah, yeah. You, you know, organized religion, I think, has gone away from what it should be. You know, any more these these. Now, I'll be flat out honest with you, and sorry if I offend you know the listeners with this, but I was forced. 
LDS, Mormon, growing up. My wife was like um, that. <laughs> I got a story yeah, on that one. I escaped when I was 17 um, because it is extremely difficult. Um, I firmly believe that believe what you want. Don't you're not confined to one religion. Oh, no. I mean, you can believe there's a heaven and there's a hell. Well, some say you can't have hell or heaven without the other. Believe what you want to believe. If you want to believe in a magical bearded sky wizard that <laughs> wrecks you where you want. Gandalf, where are you? Yeah. You know, or if you want to believe that there are several different deities that each control a different aspect of your life and the world, fine. If you want to pray to the local oak tree. Hey, I'm it. a druid. Watch it. Yeah. I mean, do what, do what makes you feel good. Believe what you want to believe. Right. You know, and you want to sit down and read the Bible. Hey, great. I prefer a little more enthralling reading with pictures. Um, more exciting. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I don't believe there's a right and a wrong. When it comes to religion, I think it's all self preference. Believe right. what you want to believe. Yeah, I know. I agree. But I, I just, like I said, I don't know if I'm missing it. I, maybe I am. I'm just, it'd be a journey by myself because I know my wife is against it. I've told my kids flat out if you want to go to a church or a synagogue or, you know, a temple, whatever, I will happily take you down there to get that experience. Yeah, I know in a in a larger city, a couple hours from where I'm at, there's a building that is just a men's Bible study. It's non-denominational. I mean, you can go in and sit down for just a Bible study in a prayer group. Right. And and I think a lot of guys need that. Yeah. You know, if you're missing something, start searching for it. Yeah. You're probably not going to find it immediately you'll find oh, no. it eventually yeah you and, like the, and the, like i said i'll even put it out that it's called i think it's called the spring hills church out here mm -hmm. about 20 minutes away from me and you know they're non-denominational I, I my good friend is part of it but i think he i don't know how often he goes um my niece not blood related but my niece is very into religion uh and she's happy you know she met her hus current husband. I was there. She kind of looked at me when I showed up at the wedding going, I didn't think you'd be here. You really think I'd miss your wedding? Really? <laughs> and see, my wife is a kosher practicing Episcopal. Carry the four? <laughs> yeah, divide by two. No, she, <laughs> wow, okay. She doesn't eat shellfish. She doesn't eat pork. Um, and that's fine. You know, so we were married in the Episcopal Church. You just have to pick what feels right for you, man. I mean, yeah. don't let anybody else decide. Who you need to see. You. Yeah. I mean, you need to find what's right for you. Yeah, no, that's, that's just something I got to work. I even brought it up to my wife, but it's something that it, it's not gnawing at me, but it's there. So I, it's just something I have to, you know, internally figure it out. So, but yeah, it's just something, 
that it is, you know, and I'll figure it out when my one way or the other. So, and you know, these, these, you can find these fathers groups, these religious groups that support fathers and that's going to work back into mental health. Yes. And I, I can, I can tie three things together right here, Mike, mental health, diet, and religion. You're missing something in your life. Find a group that you're comfortable with, even if it's just a Bible study or a prayer group. And then when it comes to mental health, that can help because you're going to have other fathers there. Yeah, exactly. And something else to tie into this. Are you eating your feelings? Hmm. Never put never. That's an interesting concept to look at. I don't think so, but I never, never thought about it that way. So that might be yeah. some insightful. Well, my wife show, you know, has beat this into my head when you're feeling angry, sad, whatever, are you diving into a bag of potato chips or, you know, it, it, it all ties in, man. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I tend to, my wife quit smoking a couple of weeks ago and she hated herself because she was replacing one vice with another. Pick up darts. (laughs) Seriously. That's I have, I remember playing in a dart league a few years ago and male and females alone, the bar, the place I used to go was called the Ingalls Rose. Awesome food. Great, great atmosphere. But a lot of the guys took up darts because it's roughly the same thickness as a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something to do with your fingers. Play darts with her. That'll help her. Yeah, I, I will. I will not because it's a sharp, pointy object that she can throw. Plastic darts. Um. <laughs> they will still break the skin. Um, but she found that by not smoking, she was eating more and not eating healthy. Oh, there you go. I, I worked with a guy that quit. Uh, now, you know, dipping, chewing Copenhagen. This guy was a can, can and a half a day. And my wife just walked past and Hi, wife. Whispered, Don't talk about me, man. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> But not bad artist. Yeah. This guy actually quit dipping. And (laughs) she's she's whispering to me. She she's upset about quitting smoking. She gained weight by quitting smoking because she started eating. But anyhow, this guy worked with correlation. We were dipping, you know, I was bad. I was two cans of Copenhagen a day. This guy was can, can and a half. He quit chewing and went immediately to chewing on a straw every day he had to replace one vice with another that's healthier (laughs) yeah it is it's harder on your teeth but he replaced one vice with another and a lot of people do that you'll see it i can remember as a kid my dad quit smoking and doubled his weight in a couple of years wow because you replace one vice with another yeah yeah, I, I yeah, the the stress. I know my daughter says she's stress eats, and I'm like, yeah, we're gonna kill that one real quick because you don't need to be fat at you know 18. Um, yeah, no. and that's why I said don't eat your feelings. Yeah, yeah, I'll have. To, that's the one thing. Like I said, I I tend to. Well, my stomach tells me I'm hungry, but you know, my brain says, yeah, don't eat, you'll get fat. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just that. So yeah, it's something I've got to find. I got to search for on my own. And, you know, with help from, you know, people like you and, you know, my wife and all that. So let's talk about some lighter stuff. The good shit that dad's like. Um, so uh, 
Habiki whiskey. Well, you know, my drink, you know, choice of the, you know, the week, even though I now have to cut alcohol out and like, damn it. Uh, Habiki whiskey. Uh, it's an awesome Japanese whiskey. Uh, my coworker, I invited him over Thanksgiving a few years, uh, Thanksgiving a few years back and, uh, unexpected. He bought me a bottle of that whiskey. I'm going, I look, I look, I'm like, that's not cheap. We're talking like 85 bucks a bottle. Yeah. And I'm like, we're going to open that today. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a big uh, proponent of whiskey. Uh, I can't, you know, I love it. My kids, they smell it and they can't, they like, no, um, yeah, we're not doing this. Uh, I'm like, okay, you're not doing it. Good. It's more for me. Um, but yeah, it's not cheap, but it was, you know, awesome flavor. It wasn't, it was smooth going down a little, a little smokier than I'd like, but it's, it was still, it was still awesome whiskey. I went through the whole bottle. So not at that time, but over years. Um, yeah, that was fun, but you know, that, that's a kind of a good, nice, smooth whiskey. And you know, you go, you go from McAllen to that and you're going, I'm not going back to McAllen <laughs> yeah, because the McAllen is harsh. <laughs> Well, and I've always been a tequila drinker, man. I mean, tequila. I, yeah, I grew up, you know, high school. It was turkey and Jack Daniels, and then I I got turned on to a stuff called Gentleman Jack, which is an aged bourbon, which I really liked. And then I've refined my tastes thanks to my wife into like Irish whiskey, and and there you go. You know, I keep her. Well, yeah, she's a Scotch drinker. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, so yes, it's a scotch. I mean, that's basically what I am too. I like it a lot more. And see, I tried scotch. I tried her favorite scotch, and it tasted like dirt and grass to me. And I don't like what that. Did, what did you try, honey? <laughs> honey, what scotch did you have me try on our honeymoon? Don't remember. Was it Glen? Glen Morange. Yeah, I think it was Glen okay. Moran on honeymoon, and I thought it tasted like moss and dirt. And well, it is Irish <laughs> or Scottish, excuse me. She she also likes Jameson. I like Jameson. Well, then I tried a something called Proper Twelve. Okay, and it's not nearly as peppery. Um, you in trouble again? No, she just, I, yes, I'm in trouble, but she didn't make it obvious because she just walked past shaking her head this time. No direct threat. Um, I, I, I got into proper 12, which is a lot smoother than Jameson. Okay. And I can't stand Jameson. Then my daughter's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, excuse me, brought me a bottle of screwball. Have to look at Peanut that butter whiskey. Oh, wow. It's not sweet. It is very smooth. It is a very easy drinking whiskey straight. Okay. I've always mixed my whiskeys. Um, you poor bastard. I know. <laughs> tequila? I love tequila, neat or on the rocks. Yeah. For those that don't know whiskeys, neat is straight up in a glass. No ice. On the rocks is on ice. You know, two fingers for me consisted of, let's see if I can get this, two fingers of tequila. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Screwball is interesting. I'm not a big peanut butter fan, but it's not sweet. It is, you know, I, I recommend it. It's good. I'll try it. I'll have to try you it. You know, there's lots of combinations out there like, uh, uh, oh, somebody told me, you know, just look up screwball recipes and you'll find mixing it with, God forbid, Manischewitz. Blech. <laughs> yeah. It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Blech. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, with scotch no screwball peanut butter whiskey oh oh <laughs> jesus okay <laughs> yeah wow uh yeah i just I, I drink it i drink it neat it's it's nice yeah no my my drink of choice when i was younger was vodka people look at me how do you drink vodka straight in a cup or a glass Blink. yeah and see, i still love vodka screwdrivers Oh yeah. That is the best wake me up. And then put me back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, bring you up and <laughs> Okay, what well, works? Uh, yeah, no. One, was... We'll probably lose lose listeners because of this, but one of my absolute favorites is Jägermeister. Oh, I've had Oh god, I went to a company party, Christmas party, and Jäger bombs. Oh my God, they were just so good. <laughs> yes, you can be a wide awake drunk on a Jaeger bomb. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's basically mm-hmm. what we were. Well, you know, it's one thing I, I know I, you know, I have found out going to those parties, especially when there's an open bar and you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> Ooh, bad news. Oh, yeah. Those parties were fun. Um, yeah, I'm a happy drunk. Mm-hmm. Not a, not an angry drunk. I'm a happy drunk. I love but, you, man. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And uh, but yeah, this party was open bar. I'm like, I, I didn't want to know the tar- bar tab. It was probably upwards of about twenty grand. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I didn't have to pay it. Um, but yeah, that was that was fun. But yeah, scotch is what I've become likened to. I know my kids won't become alcoholics because they can't stand the smell. Win win. Yep. Um, more for me and none for them. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't expect them not to go have alcohol when they get older. I mean, their tastes change. I get it. But, you know, like the you know, thing to kind of, if you want to try it, it's there. The, the liquor cabinet's right in that room. It's open. Go have fun. Um, yeah. But, you know, they don't drink. I know my, <laughs> my brother, my younger of the older brothers, <laughs> as a kid, he came home as what my dad put it, green. Ooh. Yeah. He Not was good. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know what his I haven't I he's my both my older brothers are assholes. Anyway, uh <laughs> I don't talk to him. Ever since my dad died and I couldn't get a hold of him, I said, you know what? You guys aren't worth my time. And that's family. So yeah. Anyway. Kind of a variation of topics. Sorry there wasn't much in the rundown, but at least we got a good hour, hour and a half out of it. You know, um, I like the rundown. It gives us a false sense of direction. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> formulate the plan, start the plan, throw the plan away, and go to plan B. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, I like the way this works. We We hit on different topics. Yes, we digressed a little bit, but I think it works. And yeah. this is basically just a, a chat 
amongst friends. Yeah. And kid, kids get involved. So it's not all about kids, but still. Yep. But uh, hey, um, on a side note, when if you get a chance and a, he's up for it, you can tell him it's straight audio. Yes, I do record it, but it's more to it doesn't get posted until I get permission. Um, yeah. But, you know, especially video audio is a little bit different. At, reach out to your friend in Dublin, see if he'd be interested to come on and kind of give a firsthand experience of you reaching out to him and see if he's up for it. Okay. Um, I have no problem with it. You know, I've got the bandwidth to handle it. Um, it's up to him. If he's not up to it, that's albeit, you know, it'd be interesting to have somebody come on and go, Hey, how was, what was your experience with this? You know, kind of on the mental health kind of train and, you know, he can bring up whatever it is. So, yeah, absolutely. I'll reach out to him this week. Yeah. And I can do out on my side. I know I want to probably reach out to that, uh, a friend of mine that got diagnosed just recently and see if, you know, he'd be willing to do the same and come on and kind of talk about it. He may not want to, but like I said, you never know. Well, and if we can get somebody on, I think it'd be a great starting point for people to actually men to actually yeah. start speaking about their feelings a little more freely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some of the, some of the I'm stuff that, for. yeah, no, some of the, you know, like I said, just, expressing your feelings my dad was you know the same thing what you know my dad was stoic i mean it's stoic is complete he i don't think i ever saw him cry once yeah in my life um but i i, I don't know you know what else to really you know to do and i know like i said i told you i cried at my wedding because my dad was there i wish he was there in person not in you know a box but yeah you know say la vie um and, you know, but he was there, you know, and that was that, uh, you know, when my first kid was born, I think my second kids were, no, I don't think I cried for those two. They've been causing me gray hair ever since. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, those gray hair, yeah, not going anywhere. I don't think I could even just for men, this mop. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so it was a, a good show. Uh, yeah, you know, I absolutely. think we're, we're getting there. Um, schedules aside you know like i said I, and computer crashes aside i'm still so mad about that hopefully i can get it back up and get that thing posted um but uh i got my backup computer working which was awesome um, Good. so i i'm a geek i have multiple computers wall-to-wall computers um that i gotta get rid of that don't work so kind of like some people with guns i don't have enough of those either uh <laughs> yeah Oh, <laughs> side note, I, this poor bastard, I think it was, he was living in, I think it was Colorado. I'll have to double check. I said, he wants to move from there to South San Francisco. I'm going, are you insane? So I piped up and uh, I said, don't do it. Gas, food, general home goods, so much more expensive not to mention taxes. We are probably one of the highest tax states in the mm-hmm. U.S. Like, don't do it. Stay where you are. Not that I don't yeah. want you. You're welcome to California. I'm not. I didn't say that. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. No. I. <laughs> so. I, I, I don't know. It, you know. I can understand. I think part of it was. I think his. I think his wife got a job over here. I'm like, okay, but you guys are going to have to make a ton more money to even survive in California. 
Yeah. Um, it just, it, it is what it is. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I hate California. Been here my life and I just hate California. I was there so. two years and made it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, believe it or not, uh, you know, if it came down to it, you know, I was talking to my mother-in-law and uh, we were thinking once my wife gets finished with her teaching credential program and she has to spend two more years after that's done in California teaching war history after it's completed. And I, I just, I can't, you know, and Colorado is one of the destinations, believe it or not. Uh, um, but it just, I just, I don't know what else to do. California. I can't survive. I mean, we're looking to buy a house and I'm going, yeah, the, the, le- the least expensive I think I saw was $280,000 and it was for a empty lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Fixer upper. Uh, yeah, there was no house. Let's buy one. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was just, uh-uh. So, I mean, it's just nuts. I mean, even there's a house that has one more bedroom than I do literally right around the corner from my house. And it was 800 and I think 39 or $59,000. God almighty. Yeah. And mine, you know, my sister and I, when we, this, like I said, we're in my mom's house and just to help her. Cause she can't, she wouldn't be able to handle this house. Um, my sister kind of put it out there. We're going to do 1.2 million as is because my the way my house is, I've got two living, living levels and the mm-hmm. bottom used to be a five car garage. Uh, Literally five cars. It's not quoted in the estimate when they come and do a, um, what do you call it? The uh, An appraisal. Appraisal. They don't appraise the bottom floor. So, right now it's our bedroom because we have three kids, and I had to get one separate for my daughter. Um, yeah. But you know, there's no down on the floor because they don't count it. And they count it as a garage because there's no running water, and there's no bathroom. So they don't mm. count it as living space. Wow. I'm like. So I, you know, my sister, I'm like, yeah, 1.2 to 1.5, I think is a reasonable amount to ask for something that you get to do whatever you want with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, like I said, just out of the sense of urgency was, you know, I need to get my daughter. She's getting to be a teenager. You know, at the time she'd been there in her own room for about you know, three years now, two years. And uh, it was like, she needed her own room. You know, you know, living, I had them all packed into my two sons and her packed. I'm like, okay, I know you need your own room. We're working on it. We'll have to. And I finally, it's like, this is what we did. And that's, you know, I, I don't care about going up a flight of stairs to go to the bathroom. I can run quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, that's that. So, um, is there any other you know, topics other than what I put on the rundown you want to try and bring up? No, man, I'm, I think we covered it all. We, we covered a lot. You know, uh, I'm just for- I'm just going to go back to reaching out to people. I mean, poke your head out there, you know, just check on somebody. You never know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I so I think, you know, like I said, you and I have a conversation, it's a decent conversation, so it's like, okay, we're in, you know, we can have that conversation and not, well, kill each other at the end of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's just it. It's I think we covered the white swath. I think COVID's gonna be a constant topic because people are stupid. Um did I yeah. say that out loud? I hate it when that happens. Oh, no. People are stupid. Um but 
I'm pretty sure we'll hear more stories. And unfortunately, most of them are coming out of the South. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I saw a meme. Don't move. Uh, something about don't move to Texas. They don't have power for your ventilators. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. I mean, it just, I, I keep on seeing these art, these sad articles, like, uh, you know, you have to wait for the next kid to die. I'm going, that's pretty, st- the state of sadness that you have to wait for a child to die before your kid can get in. It's going, wow. Yeah. It's a state of reality, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, so. Well, cool. Alrighty, sir. My camera is going to die on me again, so I'm going to stop this. We can chat for. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with either me or Jeremy, I can be reached at digitalagedescendents at gmail.com, or you can reach me at 707 385 9698, and Jeremy can be reached at 970 394 4224, or emailed at Doc, S-A-R-J-L, that's D-O-C-S-A-R-J-L at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening. So as we discussed in the show today, this country is facing and has faced in the past years a large mental health problem. As I mentioned in the show, Congress doesn't seem to want to realize that or they just don't care. But we have a large amount of suicides in this country that we need to take care of. And part of Jeremy's passion, and I am going to follow suit, is we want to bring attention to this issue. And by doing that, we hopefully can help some people. So I'm going to provide the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and that can be reached at one 800 273 8255. If you're facing a serious mental health break or somebody, member of your family sees that you're facing a mental health break, don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out to myself, reach out to Jeremy, reach out to some other medical or mental health professional. We want you to stay around, especially for your kids. Mm-hmm.